Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation Network of Podcasts. It's that time of the week when we do our weekly handicapping segment, Picks Trying Not to Suck. It's me and my brother giving you our five favorite picks against the spread uh, for college football uh, on a weekly basis. So let's go ahead and welcome him on. Skinny, what's up, man? Oh, you know, not a lot. Like, ready for this you know, I've been waiting for this last stretch of the year, right? This, the championship November and it's here, but they did give us two 11 o'clock kicks to, uh, to start <laughs> yeah. it off. Right. It so, wouldn't be, yeah, it wouldn't it, it's fitting, isn't it? You know, it I is, mean, it is. It sounds like I'm assuming Bedlam will be a night game. Uh, I would think in Stillwater. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, very, very, very typical, um, so we'll go ahead and get into that, uh, you know, what we see coming uh, with OU and Baylor in a little bit here. But first, we'll do our go, we'll go ahead and give our picks against the spread this week. Uh, just uh, as a reminder, we do five every week. These are our five favorites. We do not uh, share our picks ahead of time. Sometimes we're going head to head. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we just don't pick the games that uh, uh, the same games. But uh, so far this year. Um, let's see here. Skinny, you had a good, you had a good week last week. Uh, three and two, you, uh, hit on Nebraska, Iowa State and Purdue, but, uh, Indiana and Auburn were losers. That brings you to 18 and 22 on the year for 45%. Unfortunately for you, I went five and oh, uh, I also had the Cyclones, uh, and Purdue. I got uh, TCU plus seven. Uh, Notre Dame waxed uh, uh, Navy, and I also laid the two and a half with North Carolina, which was a late winner. So, yeah, uh, that's that's gonna be tough to overcome. Yeah, but. it takes me to uh, thirty-one and nineteen on the year, sixty-two percent. So, yeah, I think that'd be mathematically out. Right? <laughs> I don't know. But. You never know. You might have a shot. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, um, I'll go ahead and I'll start us off. I put this out on Twitter earlier today because. Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to get the pod posted before this game kicks off, but uh, I like the Thursday night game. I like Pitt laying six and a half um, against North Carolina. North Carolina treated me well last week, but North Carolina's defense uh, is just uh, porous really in every way. And one thing that Pitt does is stops the run really well, which is kind of where a lot of North Carolina gets its offense from. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the six and a half here with the Panthers. Yeah. And, and, you know, North Carolina too, kind of that, that emotional game last week and then coming back on a, on a short week, right? It's a tough Bingo. spot. Yep, exactly. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. Am I up here? Um, You're up. I'm going to go to Notre Dame going to Virginia. You know, I know Notre Dame obviously – 
they've uh, they've kind of put things together the last few weeks. They've looked a lot better, you know, against, you know, not great competition. This is a bit of a tough spot for them because they're going down to UVA night game. UVA had the week off. You know, obviously we all know uh, Virginia can put up some points. I'm going to go ahead and take Virginia getting the five and a half. Yeah, this is a primetime game, right? Yeah. I think. Oh, man, the Apple teenies are going to be flowing in Charlottesville. Everybody's going to be wearing their uh, Vineyard Vines, sporting their best. It is going to be just a madhouse down there, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, one can imagine. All right, so that is UVA plus five and a half. Okay, uh, I've got a Big 12 game here, and it's an ugly one. Texas and Kansas. KU is a 31-point dog against the uh, Longhorns, who are absolutely reeling at the moment uh, with the news that uh, one of their better receivers, Joshua Moore, is entering the transfer portal. Uh, A leaked video of defensive line coach um, Bo Davis is out, you know, kind of uh, verbally giving his uh, players the business for their uh, attitude following uh, last week's thrashing from Iowa State. Um, there's, you know, there's strippers and monkeys. Yeah. and It's I been mean, a tough week. And there's field. a lot going on. All of which is to say that I think that uh, I'm not quite sure that Texas's heads will be in uh, in this one. So I'm going to go ahead and take the 31. You know, my only concern here is, you know, that could that could cut two ways. That Texas looks at it as like, we need a win and we need to play well. So we'll come out and blow these guys out. But I'm going to go ahead and take the 31 with the Jayhawks. Yeah, man, it's hard to, you know, a month ago when they're up, whatever, 28-7 in the Cotton Bowl, it's hard to imagine Texas would be here kind of both on and off the field. It's a a rough one for for Sark. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, you know, I mean, he's already got people. You already see fans bailing and stuff. It's just, just you know, they're like a beat dog at this point. Yeah, pretty bad. All right. Um, I'll go to my next. Uh, Going to the Big Ten. I'm looking at Michigan going to Penn State. Um, You know, oddly enough, I I don't know why this is, particularly Penn State, but I've watched a lot of Penn State this year and Michigan. This is one of those where, you know, if these two teams were to play uh, at a, you know, kind of just a neutral site, I, I would say, you know, Penn State, I would take Penn State, you know, by a touchdown, maybe. Like Penn State's, I just think Penn State's the better team here. The getting a point at home, I'm going to take Penn State. Yeah, that's if I'm if I'm going either way there, that's what I'm taking. Uh, I'm I, I would be on the Nittany Lions as well, um, but I just I'm a little gun shy because I've gone against Michigan a few times and it's bit me. So, uh, but. All right, so that's Penn State plus one against Michigan. Okay, uh, my next one, another thick number, but I'm going with the favorite here. Uh, Wisconsin minus 24 and a half against uh, the mighty Northwestern Wildcats. There's a revenge angle here because uh, Wisconsin lost to Northwestern last year. And, uh, you know, really, this is just a bad matchup for Northwestern. Uh, you know, Wisconsin uh, is. Obviously, the defense is really strong in, in just about every facet, and Northwestern's offense is not. On top of that, uh, you know you can normally count Northwestern to play some pretty good D, but they're really not stopping the run all that well. That's where Wisconsin gets most of its offense from. 
I have a feeling this is the kind of day where uh, whiskey just uh, you know kind of runs wild all over all over the Wildcats and gets a big win. Yeah, you know Wisconsin might be the best team in the Big Ten right now. Ooh, I don't know about that. Meh. Well, then again, I don't. I just I don't I don't. Is Mertz you know like really that good of a quarterback though? That's that's to me that's the issue. Well, true. I guess part of it's what I think about the Big Ten, right? Um, yeah. And just, boy, I can't figure Ohio State out. I cannot mm-hmm. figure them out. But well, like it's like they've got some. It's it's the same. Feels like the same team thing as all the time. Like the Big Ten has like a lot of solid teams. Yes. But it's like the national media, and I hate to paint with a broad brush, but it feels a lot of times like the national media wants us to think they're a lot better than they were, or badly wants them to be really good. You know, they want them to be, you know, a nine when they're really like a seven, you know? Yeah. Like they're the, the counterpoint to, um, to like what the SEC is. Right. But, but they're just not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, sticking in the Big Ten, I'm looking at, Maryland going to Michigan State. You know, obviously Michigan State tough loss last week. Gonna be at home. Um, you know, a good a good game to kind of to lick your wounds a bit with Maryland coming to town. And you think Michigan State's probably gonna be be um, they'll probably be up for this game after you know what is that Tuesday night's snub? Yeah, uh, putting them uh, behind Michigan. They're gonna want to come out and show something. I'll take them minus thirteen. Yeah, I looked really hard at that one. Also, I just don't know though. Just based on it's hard, it's hard for me to get a gauge on where Maryland is uh, with all the injuries that they've had so far. And but uh, yeah, if I'm if I'm playing that game, I'm laying it. So, all right, okay. So that is Michigan State minus thirteen. Uh, my fourth one here. Okay, another Big Ten pick. Uh, <laughs> we just talked about Ohio State and Purdue. Uh, obviously I'm tempted, you know, I, I mean, I understand the temptation here looking at this number. I mean, it's 21 and a half. I understand the temptation to bet Purdue here, given that how well they played in, in against, uh, bigger opponents this season. Something about this just stinks though. Uh, I, I feel, I get the feeling that, uh, Ohio state is about to bust one out here and, uh, really put a beat down on, uh, Purdue. Uh, just a, just a feeling I've got. Um, I know that's not great. <laughs> that that doesn't make for great podcasting, but it's the way I'm going to uh, play it here. I'll go ahead and lay the 21 and a half with the Buckeyes. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Buying insurance can be complicated, and you might have a lot of questions, like, what if my policy doesn't cover that? Or, what if I need to make a claim in the middle of the night? Good news, State Farm is there for all your what-ifs. You can reach them 24-7, talk through any questions with your agent, and you can even file a claim on the State Farm mobile app. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com to get a quote today. 
Ah, okay. Well, you took my pick because I was about to take, I was going to take this pick and explain how the whole world is on Purdue here, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. this number is really fit, exactly. which is why I'm going to go the other way. Uh, you know, but yeah, so, so I'm with you. I'm going to take Ohio State. It seems like a crazy number. I think I saw at some point, and this was a couple of days ago, like 70% of the public money is coming in on Purdue, mm-hmm. um, which it just makes me think I'm going the other way. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's always a good uh, one of those kinds of keys. You know, I, I, I don't get into the pros versus Joes stuff too often, but uh, when a, a heavy underdog is that popular, it, it definitely uh, tweaks my antenna. All right, last one here. Um, okay, Pac, uh, Pac-12 game, Washington State going to Oregon. Uh, you know, Oregon's, it, it, you know, mo- from a motivational standpoint, I, I don't think there's a lot here. Oregon doesn't really do particularly well as a big favorite, just I think that because they're so poorly coached. Uh, that is with Mario Cristobal. Um I am going to go ahead and roll with the Cougars here who have been, uh, you know, surprisingly kind of uh, resilient, you know, with after Nick Rolovich got canned. Uh, so I'll take the 14 and a half with Wazoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, this was a tough, I, I don't know, maybe you maybe you don't agree, but this was a tough week. Like looking around, there wasn't a lot that, that really jumped out at me. Um, so this last pick... I'm going to look at Georgia going to Tennessee. Tennessee's plus 20 here. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, I, I know what Georgia's done this season. Um, but it, I mean, kind of aside from this game, but I do look back at their schedule and think, you know, obviously they've been impressive and done it in impressive fashion, but it, it, it's really, they really haven't played a, a really heavy schedule to this point. So kind of be interesting to see Tennessee. It, you know, I, I kind of was very skeptical of the Josh Heupel hire so far, been pretty good. You know, another team that wants to run a lot of plays, score a lot of points. At home, plus 20, I'll go ahead and take Tennessee here. I think they can keep this decently close. Right. You know, the point you brought up about Georgia, it's, they have, I mean, they have so much talent everywhere, but I just, I mean, the quarterback position you know they they haven't been in a game yet where a team has forced you know Stetson Bennett to really make a lot of plays yeah. or maybe JT Daniels if it comes to that but uh you know that doesn't mean they can't and it's better to be in a position where the other team can't make your quarterback uh you know give a herculean effort to win but it, it, you just feel like at some point you know particularly in the postseason uh, they're going to need uh, kind of a big, big performance out of it, out of the uh, offense that'll be triggered by him. No doubt. Yeah. So yeah, it would be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, I'll go with Tennessee plus twenty. All right. So just to recap real quick, uh, Skinny, you have Virginia plus five and a half, Penn State plus one, Sparty minus thirteen, uh, Ohio State lane twenty one and a half, and you're taking the twenty with Tennessee against Georgia. Uh, I've got Pitt my six and a half. KU getting thirty one. I'll lay the twenty four and a half with with whiskey. Uh, I'll give twenty one and a half with Ohio State also, and then I am going to take fourteen and a half with Wazoo. All right, all right. Well, let's talk a little Sooners here, real quick. Um, you know, uh, going to be presumably the toughest game of the ske- uh, the schedule so far uh, when they travel to Baylor this week. Uh, Baylor's a really well coached team. 
Um, I think that, uh, you know, they made a nice hire there with uh, Jeff Grimes, bringing him in from BYU. He's done a lot to kind of supercharge the offense a little. And uh, defensively, you know, I mean, Dave Aranda is a really good defensive coordinator from what yeah. I've seen. I mean, you know, I look at this, and, and to me, Baylor's just a team that is just very solid, like kind of in all aspects of the game, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely so. I mean, that, that defense uh, – they, they're physical. They play hard. Um, you know, like you're saying, the offense is, is improved. Um, yeah, this, this will be a, a tough game for OU. It will be interesting to see what Baylor is after that kind of unexpected loss um, last weekend. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm just kind of beyond, like, trying to predict yeah. <laughs> OU in <laughs> any form or fashion this year. It just it, it, Nothing seems to hold form and – you know, I do think I, I think if you're an OU fan, what you, you kind of have to hope for is the struggles that we saw on defense kind of in that midseason period were more about injuries. Um, and they have a lot of those guys back. Maybe they get a Woody Washington back. You know, maybe that Key Lawrence move looked pretty good last or two weeks ago, right? So, you know, maybe that shores up the defense enough, you know. Um, you know, I, I still don't think this is just is going to be a great team, but you know, certainly a team that could could win the Big Twelve and and find itself competing in the playoff. Right. You know, the thing, the one thing here is, I really do think that that nine game nine games straight. I I do think that that really was grinding on uh, on the team and and kind of affecting how Lincoln O'Reilly was calling things and coaching. Um, you know, the chance to get, uh, get health. I mean, this will be as healthy as they'll be the rest of the year. Um, and that's been obviously a big issue for him, uh, past few weeks. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more, I'm really interested to see, obviously, if uh, Riley has added anything to the playbook in the, uh, open date. Um, it seems, it does seem like he's keeping things pretty vanilla. I mean, you know, and he's kind of tested, uh, Caleb Williams, or at least seeing how he responds to different in different kinds of situations. Um, Baylor will have more stuff cooked up for him, you know. I, uh, uh, I, I. One thing I I would watch also though is how many times is Caleb Williams going to run the ball? Um, you know, it seems like they've really tried to manage his uh, his exposure to hits up to this point. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, at, uh, late when with Jalen Hurts, for example, I mean. You know, by this point in the year, they were running him, you know, 15 to 20 times a game. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Williams take a more active role in the running game and force force Baylor to uh, play 11 on 11, as they say. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point about, you know, Caleb Williams basically, you know, uh, not playing for that first month or so of the season, right? And, and that, how that kind of works to your benefit now, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, and you bring up a good point too. Like a month to kind of settle in to him being the starter and, and what that looks like. And, and I do think you're right. I mean, uh, it's just a different dimension for the for OU offense for Lincoln Riley when he has a uh, a quarterback that can run the ball, right? And, and I don't expect that to, he will run Williams like he did Jalen Hurts, you know, to that extent. But like having that added tool in there, uh, you know, is is a different, a huge difference for OU. Right, you know there have been times when when Williams has been you know holding the ball, trying to make deep play, big plays down the field with his arm, and it it did make me wonder like was you know was was there like a voice in, his, in the back of his head saying like you know 
don't run it you know what i mean like don't expose just you know look look try to make the play downfield instead of sure said so um but okay so anyway i mean generally any uh, do you have do you have a pick any thoughts on, on what he's saying I, I i'll take ou close like i would i would take baylor in the points right now if it, if i was to bet it i but again like i, I just don't have a good feel for ou and I don't know. I, it's just hard for me to take OU laying points right now in general. I mean, <laughs> based on what we've seen this season. So if I'm going here, I'm taking Baylor in the points. Right. You know, I wrote this up for Athlon. Um, I picked OU by 10. I, I didn't have like a strong conviction about it, but uh, I just the the fact that they had the, the bye week to uh, put some stuff together, I, I feel like uh, kind of plays in their favor. But, you know, I, uh, it it would not shock me at all if OU lost this game even. Um, so we'll see. You know, you you wonder also how uh, fired up Waco is going to be for this one. I mean, you'd think normally, yeah, but since it's a noon kickoff, eh, who knows? Yeah, that that definitely hurt Baylor. Yeah, uh, and it probably would have been a night game if not for last week, I assume. But right, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. Uh, we'll see how the Sooners do this week. Skinny, man, thanks so much for coming on, man. Best of luck to you this week. All right, same to you. All right, thanks again to our guest, The Skinny. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, wherever it is you get your podcast, so that uh, people can find us. Give us one of those five-star reviews that everybody wants. And thank you all for joining us, too. For the Blaine Humbers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. <laughs>